This is News Talk. Well, the photos of the 10 who died in Friday's explosion dominate every front page across the country today. The Irish Daily Star smiles we'll never forget. The Irish Daily Mirror pray for them. Faces of 10 victims killed in service station blast horror. The Irish Daily Mail, we hold you in our hearts as all 10 victims of the petrol station blast in Donegal are named. Bishop speaks for the nation to mourning villagers. The Irish Sun on its front page, uh, the main picture is of the youngest victim of the tragedy, Shauna Flanagan Garway. Uh, she's pictured in her school uniform and the paper reminds us that both she and her dad died following the explosion. Shauna had popped in to the station shop in Creasla to buy a birthday cake for her mam at the time of the blast. The Irish Independent, the lives lost, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, neighbours and friends. How community devastated by blast is grieving those who never came home. The Irish Examiner this morning, a nightmare of shock and horror. The people of Creasla are living through a nightmare of shock and horror. These were among the opening words of the Bishop of Rafo Alan McGuckian at Sunday morning Mass in the Donegal village. And finally, the Irish Times, Creasla grieves for seven adults and three children killed by blast. Kitty Holland is writing that ten red candles will continue to burn on the altar at St Michael's Church in Creasla through the week. One candle for each victim of a huge explosion that partly destroyed a local shop and petrol station and surrounding buildings on Friday and it goes through the fact that residents of the small North County Donegal village will return to schools and workplaces this morning with the massive rescue effort which brought it to a standstill over the weekend at an end, a guard investigation ongoing and a series of funerals to come. We have some of the funeral arrangements now for two of those who died. We also hear that the principal and teachers of Skolvera in the village met yesterday to prepare supports for the returning pupils. Other victims of the blast were past pupils of the small school. The teenage victims, James and Leona, were students at Mulroy College in Milford. Catherine O'Donnell and Martina Martin have children attending the school. The college has posted information on supporting children trying to understand grief on its website and we're also told as we heard yesterday Jessica Gallagher was a fashion designer due to start a new job in Belfast this morning her boyfriend who she was visiting at his apartment in the complex was airlifted to St James's Hospital in Dublin and he remains in the specialist burns unit seven others injured in the blast obviously we'll have continuing coverage of the tragedy here on News Talk but that's what the papers are saying this morning on to other news now from the papers the Irish Times looks at the new rules on working from home and it says that employers will have fewer reasons to refuse an employee's request to work from home under an overhaul of the legislation. An earlier version of the proposed laws, which was approved by Cabinet at the start of the year, it would have seen bosses given the ability to refuse an employee's request to work on at least 13 different grounds. But it looks like they're changing the rules now, overhauling the legislation, and employers aren't going to have as many reasons to reject applications to work from home. It'll be interesting to see how this works out. 
because at the time, um, while a lot of people welcomed the working from home plans, they were criticised by opposition parties and also trade unions for being just that little bit too restrictive uh, on workers and maybe a little bit too generous for employers. So we'll see how the overhaul goes. Also in the Irish Times, very interestingly, we're always told, of course, to switch, to look around for better deals on, you know, your mortgage, your energy bills, your phone bills, all of that stuff. Well, Connor Pope writes in the Irish Times today, the discounts that have been around for years for people who regularly change energy provider have actually been slashed in recent weeks. So now there's not as much benefit for even shopping around. He says that companies are looking to offset the impact of rising wholesale prices by targeting switching customers in addition to raising their standard unit rates. Now, he does say there are still some incentives on offer if you switch energy provider, but the potential savings have been reduced from, it used to be about 25 to 40% apparently if you switched, if you shopped around now you can save about 10% still worth doing given how expensive energy bills are but certainly uh, not fair because we always thought that you'd get a great deal if you shopped around for your electricity bills but unfortunately not the case according to the Irish Times. The Mail this morning looks at the death of the landline because households are hanging up on the home phone. Landline use has decreased by 25% in the past three years. Doesn't come as a surprise to anyone this Comreg report. The number of homes with the landline has dropped from 52% in 2019 to 39% in 2022. More people are opting to make calls on mobile phones. As the number of landlines falls, the use of mobiles is almost universal now, the report shows. More people, though, in Munster use a landline than other parts of the country, particularly farmers and older people, according to the Comreg report. And if you have a mobile phone, well, 91% now have smartphones, which compares to 84% in 2019. All of this spelling the end, it would seem, for the landline for a lot of people. And of course, a lot of people also got a landline when they were getting their internet bundle with their provider. I know loads of people who have a landline. They couldn't even tell you what the phone number is. It's just sort of sitting there in the hall because they got it free when they were getting their other bundles off these uh, telephone and internet providers. So unfortunately now, landlines 25% decrease over the past three years. It's not only Ireland or Dublin where there's rumours of gouging uh, of prices for hotel rooms because in the Times of London we're told that in Liverpool landlords and hoteliers are looking to cashing, looking forward to cashing in on the Eurovision which will be held in Liverpool as we know and just like has happened here in the past hotels in Liverpool are cancelling existing bookings for the weekend of the Eurovision. Why? Because they can make more money if they cancel you and then get someone else in who'll pay a lot more money. I mean, some of these hotels should be happy that they're full, never mind the fact that they're maybe not getting as much money as they could get, but surely having every hotel room full would be good news. However, we are told, for example, uh, Airbnb, also as well as hotels, people on Airbnb cashing in. Some Airbnb hosts are charging £8,000 sterling a night to stay for the Eurovision. And Buzz O'Neill Maxwell, who's an Irish uh, events manager, he's quoted in the Times of London, he had booked to stay in Liverpool. Basically, he's a big Eurovision fan, so he booked to stay in Liverpool and Glasgow because we didn't know which city was going to get it. But of course, he got an email to say, sorry, 
your booking is cancelled and he's not happy. He says their total chances, prices are now insane. Couple of final stories for you. One comes from the Telegraph this morning. If you're a middle child, we've all heard about middle child syndrome. Apparently, it's a complete myth. The Telegraph says siblings play only a small part in our development. The amount of people for whatever issues they have in their life will say, oh, I'm a middle child and have issues with that. Well, apparently it's not a thing at all. So the fact that it had been long thought that middle children are excluded and ignored or neglected as a result of being born in between their siblings is actually a load of rubbish. And the research from the University of Leipzig suggests that the where you come in your siblings does not play a major role in shaping your personality. So you can't blame being a middle child anymore. Final story for you. It is Monday morning and the headline in the Times of London says most of us really don't like Mondays. Seven in ten people regularly get the Sunday scaries where they dread the week ahead, according to a poll. I'm wondering about the three in ten who don't get the Sunday scaries. Maybe they're off on a Monday. 65% of people feel unease on a Sunday and it rises to 74% for those aged 18 to 24. And the reasons people are saying is they've work worries, a lack of sleep and looming to-do lists. So, nice cheerful story. On a Monday morning, people dread Mondays. As I say, three in ten don't dread it for some reason. Anyway. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This, this is Newstalk.